0: In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. We are in for a treat today. Oh, yes. That being said, I know nothing about this film other than A, it's supposed to be a shocker. Mm-hmm. And absolute rubbish. Yep. And it's got John Travolta in it. Yep. In a large amount of prosthetics. Mm, Playing yes. a bad guy. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that it's based on a uh, book written by L. Ron Hubbard. Right, who formed the Church of Scientology. Right. And now I'm stretching into areas of the unknown where I could be telling absolute rubbish here. John Travolta is, or was at the time of the filming, one of the high echelon members of the Church of Scientology. Mm. So who knows what that has got to do with anything? The books are apparently... I don't know. I've never read them. Never had the inclination, mainly because there's a huge amount of them and they're very thick and they're not written in crayon. Mm. That puts me off completely. Yep. Excuse me. You will have to uh, excuse my voice. Um, As I explain to you just briefly what the whole premise of this podcast is... I gather DVDs by abundance upon our shelves Mm. because it's the cheapest way for our large family to watch movies, and I'm a chronic collector of DVDs, Mm. so much so that the collection has grown in ways that were not entirely expected, especially in the area of films that I've never seen, that I've bought, but haven't been taken out of their case to be watched so they're unwatched unloved and still under wraps Mm. so we're trying to work our way through that pile of dvds that are unwatched unloved and still under wraps and yes we have come across a double whammy of films that possibly the more astute amongst our audience would question why on earth such films are on the shelf and mm. in this particular case i suggested last week that this was on the shelf because it is supposed to be so bad that i feel guilty that i have never put myself through it and that i bought it cheaply like three or four dollars now the case suggests otherwise
1: yes okay so there's there's a big green sticker on it that reads four for twenty dollars stick it stock only So it could have been bought for $5. There's also another sticker on there for the single disc price, which is $6.98.
0: Now, I strongly suggest, and I could probably go back and look at when I added this to my database and see whether there were uh, three other films added at Mm. the same time, which would suggest that I went for the 4 for $20. So... I suspect $5. I paid $5 for it. Or it was a 30% off the DVDs and who knows. I bought it cheap and bit the bullet, bought it, and then let go of the bullet. Mm. And have not been able to bring myself to watch it since. But tonight we are going to... The
1: whole? Swallow the bullet hole. Swallow
0: the bullet hole And it actually is explosive tipped, I believe. Mm. So once it hits um, the stomach acid Mm. and the stomach acid burns through the lead and exposes the explosives, then Mm. we may not be back after this.
1: (laughs) The film we're talking about is Battlefield
0: Earth. We have not stated what film we're watching. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. The film we are watching is Battlefield Earth. Let's get ourselves up to speed by... Spoiling it somewhat for us, Thomas, would you read the blurb on the back of the DVD? Sure. It is
1: 3000 AD. Centuries have passed since Earth was invaded by the giant gas-breathing aliens from the planet, Cyclo. All memory of the invasion has been erased from human consciousness and replaced with the belief that the aliens are vengeful gods who have ruled for generations. Human beings are now divided into two surviving groups those enslaved by the Cyclos and those hiding in remote isolation. Johnny Goodboy Tyler is a renegade human who has eluded enslavement until he too comes under the savage rule of alien chief of security Turl, played by John Travolta. Turl is impressed with Johnny's skillful attempts at escape and spares him for a special project. Johnny, however, has plans of his own, and annihilation of his captors is just the beginning. It's Mortal Kombat meets Independence Day in this explosive (laughs) sci-fi action-adventure starring John Travolta, Barry Pepper, Forrest Whitaker, Kim Coates, and with a special appearance by Kelly Preston.
0: Wow, I thought you were going to say Tom Cruise there, because he's the other... Mm. High profile member of the Church of Scientology But no Who Who is the special appearance by? Kelly Preston Ah good old Kelly Preston from Jerry Maguire That's it The old Jerry Maguire With Tom Cruise in it The question is I'm not under any illusion whatsoever That this film is going to be a good film Mm. So therefore I think the real question is going to be Is it so bad that it's good Or is it so bad that it's bad Will it remain on the shelf
1: 24
0: hours from now (laughs) Well, unfortunately, our rubbish pickup happened yesterday, because I suspect if it's bad enough that it's not going to remain on the shelf, it's not going anywhere other than the bin. Mm. I don't think I'd donate it to a library or a a Ronald McDonald house. (laughs) Um, Oh, dear. But, look, without any further ado, I think we shall take the case out of its wrapper, because it is still under wraps. But, uh, it, it really doesn't want to come out of its shell yeah, here. There we go. Okay, he's about to release it from its. Whoa! Look at that gas as he opened the case. I mean, this is not a visual media, so I will have to explain. Green gases emanated from the case as he opened it,
1: which is either ominous or will
0: quickly cease to be. That's right. <laughs> okay. And so we're going to pop this into the machine Mm -hmm. and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Bye. um it wasn't terrible it wasn't it, it was it was just sort of bad
0: it was it was bad i think so uh, up till now the worst movie that we've had has been pathfinder hasn't it yes this was worse than pathfinder really yes yes i i really do I think at least Pathfinder had some idea about what it was trying to do and was earnest about that. Whereas this just went all over the place. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. You made notes. Oh, copious, copious notes. I did make some until I just, um, my brain hurt too much. Right. Um, Let's start with yours. Uh, How about we take it in turns and we will probably overlap anyway. The Star Wars wipe. Yes, this film subscribes to the George Lucas school of video wipes. But importantly, only door wipes over slowed down footage. That's right, the slowed down footage. Um, And a lot of that has got to do with, I guess, the fact that the director earned his stripes so to speak um working for george lucas in numerous star wars films and Mm. and maybe this was his i I don't know but yes every single scene change was a barn door wipe and just reeked of star wars and but at least star wars you had more than barn doors yes you had iris wipes yes Okay,
1: um, so your turn. Uh, Tis a brave man who walks into a post-apocalyptic world and eats the first strange fruit he sees.
0: <laughs> uh, are you suggesting there are some gaps in logic happening here? Maybe, just just a bit. Okay, I will give you that logic um, gap and I shall raise you a logic gap of... If this is a a race that has developed the technology to transport matter from one side of the universe to the other, why can't they make gold? And what's so
1: great <clears throat> about gold anyway? Oh, I don't
0: know. It makes great jewellery, I guess. Yeah. But could have been worse, I guess. They could have been after water, mm. which is the typical thing that alien races take over Earth for, mm. is because there is such a a lack of water in the universe. Mm. Or not. Mm. Yes. Okay, so you have your gap of logic of Mm. eating the first piece of fruit they come across. Okay. The budget didn't come to allowing any of the camera tripods to have legs the same length. No. Every single shot was... Out of kilter and you had Dutch angles left, right and centre. I do Mm. not think you could go through that whole film and find a shot that was shot horizontally. Mm. I thought it was going to get to a point where we were being filmed from a phone and it to go the full vertical shot in some Mm. places. And you'd have constant shots of um, or edits where... You go from one camera shot where the angle is angled up to the left and then it'll cut to angled to mm. the right and then the next shot it would be angled to the... It just, my goodness, all over the place.
1: And and on a similar uh, budgetary <clears> note, <throat> uh, exploding heads just aren't in the budget after all those CGI fly-throughs. <laughs>
0: I don't know what the budget for rubber was last week, but I suspect that it was somewhat less than the budget of the film that we have just endured, and they could afford to blow up numerous heads. In fact, they blew up one head in rubber that they decided to leave out of the main cut and have it in the closing credits. But they did. Um <laughs> You know, we've got this surplus head explosion um, We may as well show it in the closing credits But
1: Rubber, half a million
0: Half a million And let's see how quick you can tap And tell us what the budget to The the piece of art that we watched tonight uh, 73 million 73 million And didn't we just see Each and every cent of that 73 million Look, to be fair I could see in places where that budget was used very very well And yet I got the impression that They filmed all of the explosion shots first Then saw what they had left budget wise
1: mm. So originally they'd planned to uh, make two films out of the book and, and budgeted it at 15 million each
0: 15 million each. Each. Right, so two movies for 30 million. Yes. And instead they got one movie, Mm. a little under two hours long, for 75 million.
1: Well, they got to casting Travolta, and his normal fee is apparently. 20 million at this point franchise pictures has taken over mm-hmm. and the forecast cost has ballooned out to 100 million from 30 million for
0: two films right did he forego his fee <laughs> because he didn't act in it <laughs> um, no. oh oh was that harsh oh my goodness talk about hamming up it was pantomime for most of it The acting on all angles was just full-on pantomime and the script itself was just absolutely awful. I don't know whether you managed to get down the scene between the woman and the... um, We we both laughed at a particular line that was just so corny and over-the-top. Oh,
1: um, something along the lines of all. Oh, I always knew this would be your destiny. That's the one. The, the the note I made was: I always knew your destiny would be to explode a planet and save humanity
0: from false gods. Yes. <laughs> um, continual rip offs of of other movies. The the running through panes of glass while being shot at. You know, mm. straight out of Blade Runner. Um, the what seems um, obligatory for films like this, is a monorail in a modern cityscape flying past mm. so that we go, ooh, it must be modern, it's got a monorail. This is a te- um, technologically advanced place that has teleporting. Why do you mm. need monorail transport? Mm. They're using teleportation to cross galaxies or, or whatever. But, but at home, we, we wait for our trains. Is the efficiency such that it's not worth? I don't know. Anyway. Um, The password. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Again.
1: Where where, did I put my note?
0: Pure corn. Even in
1: space, physically typed and memorised passwords remain the leading cause of stupid and avoidable disasters.
0: Yes. (sighs) I don't know how many of our listeners have actually... Watched this film I I asked the question Right at the Just before we started Watching it Was it so bad That it was good Or was it so bad That it was bad It just wasn't
1: A good film No
0: No it really wasn't I do now Wear as a badge of honour That I have watched Battlefield Earth Mm. But I vow never To watch it again I shall um, Do something nasty With that disc Yeah uh, once it pops out of the machine, um, I guess a final last thing: they their budget ran out um, before they made the credits, both opening and closing. Mm. It uh, no thought or work went into it whatsoever. No. The credits are just really, really basic. Do not reflect anything in the way of a budget. No. Okay, do you have anything else you wish to add on your list of... Yes, you said copious notes. I did say
1: copious notes, yes. The Declaration of Independence, because even in the future, with humanity enslaved indiscriminately and having no sense of geography, patriotism and national identity is very important. God
0: bless America. Yes. Yes. Even though the um, borders to each state of the US have Mm. faded... Yes. Or on the surface of the earth.
1: Um, uh, yes, uh, where was my note for that? All maps are perfectly accurate in every way. I, for one, know the word Australia is emblazoned across the outback.
0: That's right. If you <laughs> go far enough into the outback and then hover high enough, you can make out the word Australia as it appears on all maps. Yes. Um, uh, and in the US, the borders to All of the states are coloured in various colours and painted on the surface of the Earth, yes. Uh,
1: Even in space, the Arabic numeral system, combined with a healthy helping of base 10, remains the leading number representation. Well,
0: it does, you know, it does the job well, and of course other races are going to use it. Yes, obviously. Obviously.
1: In a thousand years, piece of cake remains as a phrase mean, meaning easy Despite lack of cake and pieces thereof
0: Yes, there are a couple of other ones too uh, Phrases that would have been completely non-existent by that stage If the mind wipes and what have you had happened as has explained mm. Piece of cake mm. At
1: one point I wrote down Some things happened in an order that was self-consistent which is about all the good I can say about this film, except maybe that I can appreciate the final line of "At least you finally got
0: your gold." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and but again, that that was where it fell back into slapstick, and look, there are even times where I. I felt like they were all just having a big joke at our expense and, mm. and at the producer's expense. We're just not going to take this seriously. We've got a budget, we're making this film. We're not going to take it seriously. and And we'll wink and nod at the audience occasionally. Um, But then when the producer comes back in, we have to Mm. be serious. And so you can can see the scenes where the producer was on set and the scenes that the producer wasn't on set. Mm. I did say to Thomas just before we started watching, so off air, that I thought that this was the only John Travolta movie that Mm. we had in the collection. And then I added... Unless he did a voice for uh, some kid's animated movie. And, and I looked through the, the movie database and... Of
1: course. And, and I should have remembered. Cause Bolt. Yeah, Bolt. Bolt.
0: As the, As the Bolt. titular Bolt. <laughs> yes. I quite like that movie. Yes. Actually. <laughs> yes. Um, so, there we go. Anything else you wish to add? I think I might
1: save it for oh, some other time you'll in some save other it for place. some other
0: time in some other place speaking of which yeah hi hi
1: so so we didn't talk about what we were doing over the past week at 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 the top of the podcast no
0: we didn't because i think my mind had gone into denial that my son betrayed me and uh oh, is uh Yeah, gone off on a little venture of his own and uh, does a a spin-off. An unauthorized, completely unauthorized spin-off to this podcast where he says all the things that he actually has a chance to think about. Yes. (laughs) Um, As opposed to the right off the cuff, right off the coming straight off watching a movie. He can Mm. do some research and find out what he's actually talking about. Rather than make it up, as so, in, uh, in this podcast. Yes. And clean and polish it mm-hmm. and make it sound good and mm-hmm. make his dad look bad.
1: And, <laughs> um, yes. So uh, that's that's uninhibited meat noises at anchor.fm slash meat noises.
0: You'll find the link in the show notes. Yes. A spin-off podcast where Thomas talks about the things that he really wanted to talk about mm. in this podcast. But he's going to place it behind a paywall Because <laughs> it's quality stuff <laughs> You can get the quality stuff If you No, he's not putting it behind a paywall No And uh, it, it is a, a very good listen If his first episode is anything to go by So mm. please check that out Shall we move on?
1: Yes, let's, let's move on What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs Let's see, we've got 17 here.
0: Okay.
1: Let's go to random.org.
0: Contributions, everyone, and please keep them up. Yep. You'll find uh, our Facebook page is the place to do that.
1: Link in the show
0: notes. Link in the show notes.
1: 13. Let's see, what's number 13? Jill suggests the sound of one hand clapping i i have not seen the sound of one hand clapping have have you seen the sound of one hand clapping
0: i have not seen the sound of one hand clapping ooh is is it on the shelf it is not on the shelf not in blu-ray or so that's a big fat zero mm. um is that a richard flanagan I don't know. Uh, based on a Richard Flanagan book? Uh, if I... Directed by Richard Flanagan, based on the Richard Flanagan novel... Okay, my my mind and my brain is not really working very well at the moment. Right. It's been a, a bit of a an interesting week. And mm-hmm. so... But I think I actually started watching this about two days before... Jill mentioned it, but I thought I started watching it on SBS Catch-Up. If it is the one that starts off in the snow with, with a child whose mother goes and abandons her, I don't know. Why did she have to pick that one? Because that's going to bug me now. So, no, neither of us have seen it. Mm. Yep,
1: <laughs> that's the conclusion. And
0: it's not on the shelf. Nope. And it's actually quite hard to get your hands on. Mm. Very impressive guess. So a multiplier of 100. Mm. Um, Translated to a multiplier of irrelevant. Yes. So for a total score of a zero. Sto- a total score of zero. Um, hopefully, Jillian has actually given up listening to this, so she won't know. Anywho, and I did that again. So let's move on. Yep. Shake the phone,
1: and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week.
0: Okay, so Thomas, give that a good shake. A good shake? Yeah. Oh, oh, he's raising the eyebrow. Okay. He's looking excited. 2007's The Kite Runner. Oh, crumbs. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yet another of the big stack... In fact, there's, there should probably be two separate stacks of Still Under Wraps DVDs. The ones that are there for a multitude of reasons and the stack of movies that are there because I've heard that they're really, really good but they're also really, really sad. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't bought myself to watch them and this falls into the second category from yeah. Recollection.
1: I- I, I would expect that, just looking at the front cover.
0: Okay, Thomas is now going to read the blurb.
1: Uh, skip the self-congratulatory bit. Uh, As young boys, Amir and Hassan were inseparable friends until one fateful act tore them apart. Years later, Amir will embark on a dangerous quest to right the wrongs of the past and redeem himself in ways he never expected by displaying the ultimate in courage and devotion to his friend.
0: Yep, that's what we're in for next week. I hope you can join us. Yep. I hope that we're in for a better time than than this week's, both movie-wise and podcast-wise. I do Mm apologise that we're not... Well, I certainly am not um, playing my A-game here. Anyway, we'll hopefully have you on board next week for the Kite Runner. And until then, we'll catch you later.
1: Bye. I'm going to start again. You are. Yep. Turn on. There we go. <coughs> it's, it's very important <coughs> that yes. I read this all the way through. It, just, it is. Just for the effect.
0: For the gas-breathing aliens. Yep. The old Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise in it. I don't know. I'm quite sure it is. <laughs> uh uh, just to eliminate Jerry Maguire off the list of uh, still-on-the-shelf um, guesses for the, um, the, the, what's it called? What's on the what's shelf? On the shelf? <laughs> um, uh, Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire. <clears throat> okay, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's not on the shelf. It's not on Blu-ray. It's not on DVD. It's not on VCD. It's not on LSD. It's not on.
1: <laughs> well, it could. <clears throat> it's not on VHS. <sighs> not on Betamax. Jerry Maguire. And we don't have the soundtrack on vinyl record. Oh,
0: it was just looking at the look. It just shows exactly how professional we are here. Yes. Because I'm absolutely certain that Jerry Maguire stars Tom Cruise, um, but I still have to look it up. Mm. <clears throat> and guess what? Hey. Jerry Maguire does star Tom Cruise. And who was it? Kelly Preston. Yes. Right. Famous for... Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, Battlefield Earth, The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> um, Right good okay what a waste of time that was